0: Greetings and salutations, bestie, and a very, very happy and wonderful birthday to you. If I haven't already told you because I can't keep my trap shut, this is your very special birthday episode. And we're going to be revisiting quite a few memories from birthdays past. So one of the things that I wanted to do for this episode was, you know, revisit some of our birthday memories and fun stories, right? I mean, if you look back at us and our birthdays, which if I may just completely digress for a moment, are 10 days apart and very much determine our personalities even today. For example, you were born about 10 days too early and I was born about 10 days too late not too late or too early but your personality you're very organized you're very much put together you 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 have it all under control you are always on time if not early right whereas me i'm the opposite i'm a procrastinator <laughs> i put things off i'm always just barely skating in under the wire um I even as I sit here in these sweatpants that I have worn now for three days without washing, and a coffee cup, which I did not use today, but I, I feel fairly certain has been there since yesterday. Um these are our personalities now, and somehow they are in perfect harmony with each other, um and and have just worked, right? But that was a digression. Those 10 days, or I guess 12, if you include your birthday and my birthday, have always been like a source of absolute celebration, right? If it wasn't just your birthday or just my birthday, we were celebrating a bunch of things in between. We were going to several different parties. If it was about you, if it was about me, if it was a combined birthday, celebrating each other has always been a huge deal for both of us. And I don't think that we've ever talked about that. I mean, I know that we talk about our gift giving and and the way that we plan things and all that sort of thing, but it's just like sitting back and looking at it and being like, celebrating the fact that you were born and are now in my life is very important to me. And I think vice versa, although I don't want to put words in your mouth. So, like I said, I wanted to share a bunch of fun birthday memories, but I will say, and this is a bit of a trigger warning, my friend, that when you look back at some of these birthday parties, there is going to be a highly, highly cringy sort of factor to it because when you have a friendship that spans over two decades, well, that means that we have to observe our early 20s and nobody, but nobody can look back at their early 20s without cringing at least once or more in my case. So I wanted to start with a birthday memory where I absorb that cringe factor for you as this is the cold open, I want to start easy. So I'd like to take you back to if you don't mind, your 23rd birthday. Now, if you'll recall my 23rd birthday, well, not my 23rd birthday, but my 23rd year, I said for almost a decade after was my favorite year. I said that was the best year of my life. And I, looking back, I'm not really sure what it was about that year that made it the best year of my life, but it was a completely different time than almost any of the other times in my life. I had just moved back to Arizona. I was working at Applebee's, which Lord knows there are not many people that can look back at a time in their life when they were working at an Applebee's and think that was the best time of my life. But here we are. (laughs) I had made a group of friends that I'm actually friends with still today. And if for some reason they are listening, hello girls, with a Z. Um, But... You know, it was a time where I discovered drinking in excess, um, going out and dancing, clubbing, like hitting several bars, uh, guys buying me shots. Just, it was that whole time where the things that I saw on TV actually lined up with what was happening in my life, right? But we're five years apart, Uh, you're younger than me. So when I was 28 and you turned 23, I wanted to make sure that you had that same special year that I did. And it started with a poem I wrote called the Ballad of 23. Now I don't know if you still have this because I know I wrote it in some cursive font on my dad's computer and printed it off and handed it to you on a piece of computer paper. What I wanted was to be able to read the poem again. Um, I can't find it. I'm so sorry. I can't find it, and I have done everything to try to find it, including, including, if you want to talk about cringe, calling up and asking my father to look into his Microsoft Word in his computer to see if he can find this poem. Oi, you want to talk about cringe? The things that you write when you're in your early 20s, girl. But I couldn't find it, alas. But nevertheless, let's continue. So it was your 23rd birthday and something that you and I had discovered prior to your 23rd birthday was the Yard House. Was the Yard House a place in other states? Of course it was. (laughs) But uh, we Columbus did very much, didn't we? And one of the things that we both very much enjoyed about the Yard House was the Yards of Hogarden. Um, We discovered those when we went to this bar, just like out of not being able to find a place to eat and just went there. And um, we asked for Blue Moon. I think both of us liked Blue Moon mainly because of the orange slice. I mean, looking back and of course the the things I know now, if you have to completely squeeze an entire fruit into your beverage to enjoy it, you probably just don't like the beverage and you like the fruit that you're squeezing into the beverage, but what did we know then? You know we were in our twenties and we went and we tried to order the blue moon, and you know they didn't have it. the server we don't have blue Moon, but what we do have is this other citrusy wheat beer it's german it's really, really good, and a lot of people put an orange on that Hogarten right, but what was More special was that it was served in a yard, a yard glass, which I mean, like in retrospect, yard glasses look a lot like bongs, but who am I? I am nobody. We loved it, which is why we had decided or you had decided to start your birthday celebration there, right? I knew that I was going to be meeting a lot of your new fancy friends from Houston's. This was going to be a collective, not just a... not just uh, friends from Shay's past, myself included, but friends from Shay's current. So we had, you know, like the, the wonderful uh, server who showed up with a $200 purse that she got just for fun, you know, just for funsies. It's just something you carry around that you don't really need that much, um, which I've never done. I've never been able to do that that's one of the dreams you know the if I had a lot of money I would dot 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 dream one of them is I would uh, get gas and just leave it like clipped and just like do other things you know check my Facebook not look at the numbers and be holding the trigger for you know when it hits 15 oh man that would be great but I digress there's of course her and her best friend there's, of course, the bartender and his best friend. And I believe maybe a couple of others. Looking back, of course, these were people that you met while they were working for you. So this, of course, is one of the reasons why I have obsessively always wanted to know what it was like to work for you. Because in my life, in my whole, whole life, I have never, ever gone out and socialized with a manager, former or present ever. So that means that you were obviously doing something right. Anyway, I knew that. I knew that we were going to be meeting those people and that they had more money than me and that I thought that they were cooler than me because they worked in Scottsdale. And, you know, of course I was very, you know, like intimidated by the Scottsdale folk. You know who I am. So I had to put together the perfect outfit. Okay. Now. was 28. Well, I was about to be 28. That would make this 2007. So what could I do that would create this ideal, perfect outfit? It would have to be stylish. It would have to be a combination of things I'd seen on television and things I have in my closet. Lord knows I probably had less than $200 in my bank account. So I needed to absolutely hit the nail on the head this time. So here's what I did. First of all, the heels. You have to have the perfect pair of shoes. What did I have? Well, I'll tell you. I had black slide-on heels with the big platform, the big chunky plastic platform. I think you know what I'm talking about. Were they the the Steve Madden's with the elastic uh, mule top, you know, that goes over your toes? No, they were not. No, these were sequin straps two straps that were black sequin crushing it then then I had my black slacks now which one of us did not have a pair of black slacks in the early aughts it was a staple in all of our closets well you could wear it to work you could wear it to the bar you could wear it out with your friends so mine obviously were express editor pants and not only was I wearing them out with my friends, I was also wearing them to my job at the Olive Garden. So what goes with those? Well, it can't be your jewel toned button down shirt that would make it look like I was going to a business meeting. I had to mix genres to make it edgy, to make it stylish. What would do that? Well, obviously a t-shirt with a cute and funny little message on it, right? You know, like, like, you know, weekends for me or something (laughs) like, like, uh, like daddy's little princess. (laughs) No, it had to be more ironic than that for me. What did I choose? Well, I had gone to the Urban Outfitters on Mill Avenue and selected a white t-shirt with a depiction of Jesus Christ, throwing up gang signs, and it was emblazoned with the words, Jesus is my homeboy. Yes, as a Jewish woman, this joke made so much sense to me. I am so edgy. But that wasn't all. (laughs) How could that be all? It wasn't. It's not. You can't just wear the t-shirt and the slacks and the insane platform heels. No, No, you have to take it a step further. And I did. How did I top off that outfit? What could be the cherry on that Sunday? Well, it would be a pinstriped fedora. Funny story, that fedora never fit my head. I loved it. Why? I don't, why? I don't know. But I loved it pinstripe fedora. You know, the pinstripes were actually pink. So (laughs) very chic and classy. Put that right on top of my head. I believe I had two little pigtails because my hair was still pretty short. But that still wouldn't do, would it? No. What else could I do to make this outfit the one? Well, you tie a hot pink ribbon around the fedora, of course. You know, so it looks like you're going to an old timey press junket. That's what you do. That is what I wore to your birthday party in Scottsdale with who I thought were classy friends. I don't have any pictures of that event, but I know they exist because I remember seeing them on a slideshow on a MySpace one time. (laughs) The things I did for fashion. And the love I gave to your birthday. I can't believe I planned out that outfit. And that was the thing. Um, A lot of things happened that day, right? Well, didn't the the server with with the purse, didn't her best friend meet and fall in love (laughs) with the bartender's best friend and have four tumultuous months? Didn't the server and her best friend get into an argument that included one person slamming the other person with a door? I believe all of these things happened. But to this day, unfortunately, the only thing that I will remember from that night is the god-awful outfit I wore. This is your birthday episode, and I'm so excited for you to hear it so you know what time it is.
1: We're best friends. best friends, best friends, best friends until the end. Welcome
0: to For Shay by Jen, a podcast by me, Jen, for my best friend Shay on your birthday. Go, shawty, it's your birthday. I can't keep recording this opening. <laughs> I've done this so many times and I've done so many things that are absolutely absurd. Um, for some reason, this one is completely loopy. It's your birthday episode. This is a very special episode. Uh, even. Harkening back to the 1990s when at least once a month, we'd have a very special episode from one of our favorite primetime TV shows, but not in a really dark way. No, this is, a uh, an episode where instead of me just Googling random things that I wanted to talk to you about, or just like seeing something on TikTok and being like, Oh my God, I've got to tell Shay about this, but I've got to tell the entire story. This is actually an episode about you because you know, this is a big day. This is, this is a great day, a celebration of the day that my best friend was born. I don't know. It's like, I used to wonder why we celebrated our own birthday. I was always like, why am I celebrating my own birthday? Why am I not celebrating my mother for ripping herself in pieces for me? Um, And that's neither here nor there, but really, if you really think about it, your birthday is meant to be celebrated by the people who love you because it really is. Even if you met, you know, 12 days ago, 12 years ago, or 24 hours ago, this is still a person that is super important to you and changed your life in whatever way it is. Your birthday is for your friends to celebrate and your, and your loved ones and your family to celebrate the fact that you exist and how wonderful their life is because of that fact. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to celebrate you and your fabulousness. Um, Some business to get out of the way. I mean, I I don't really have to tell you about this. It's always about the same thing. You know, I think our listenership dropped down to six in the last episode. It was like six people it's back up to 10. And, um, the total listens are like, I think that there might be like 65 total listens. And I have to say, that's me. <laughs> I, mean, I can't even, I, I feel absolutely certain that, I mean, I can't be the person that's listened to all 65 listens, you know, but it's like, there's no way, because here's what happens, right? Um, I'll, like, in conversation be like, oh, yeah, I, I, I'm working on this podcast. And I it's like, let's just get this out of the way. It feels really silly to tell people about it. It's like, I'll want to tell somebody something, something funny that happened while I was recording or while I was, like, you know, researching something for the show. It's like, oh, yeah, I was looking up, you know, the history of, like, a Negroni. Um, and yet I'm working on a podcast, you know, and it sounds like, you know, this really... You know, oh, that's so cool! You're on a podcast, and so where can I find it? It's okay, but no, don't get excited, okay? Because nobody listens to it, and nobody is supposed to listen to it. It's meant for my best friend, and no one else. Crickets. So um, it 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 does. It it feels silly. It's like. Ultimately, I don't really care what other people think of it, except for you, but it's really funny to tell people and they're always, oh, that's so sweet. You know, I have no idea what they're thinking. Oh, she's a crazy person. I am a crazy person though. So anyway, um, but I'll tell people about it and I'll send them a link to the episode or to a link of one of my favorite episodes, which there's only like five of, but I'll send them a link and they'll be like, oh, like. Okay, you know, whatever, this is great. But before I could even send them the link, I have to listen to an episode just to make sure that it hasn't become more embarrassing for me, um, (laughs) for the general public to hear. I, you know, I'm going to be honest, I really like the idea of just faceless strangers listening to it. But when I know that like somebody that I know is listening to it, it's like, I have to listen to it moment to moment to moment and be like, what was my voice doing there? What, how long of a pause did I take? Why couldn't I find the right word? That wasn't the word I was looking for, you know? Anyway, so like I was saying, I think that a lot of those full listens are me, but we're back up to 10 listeners. So hello. I'm sure at least one of you is a teenager. Why? I... I don't know how to talk to you. I'm sorry. Um, something that I've been seeing again on TikTok um, is they are making fun of how much we like to talk about like alcoholism and how much we romanticize alcoholism. Yeah, it's true. We really, really do. But I have to say that when a lot of us were in our prime in the early aughts, in the early 2000s. There was a lot of um, us being reminded that this is where the party's at, and also where the Bacardi was at. Um, we were also, you know, privy to Hennessy, Alizé. Um, oh, Cristal was a very popular thing. All of these were pop culture things. They were the coolest things in the world. We all were like hoping to one day be at a party where we would be served Cristal or Dom Perignon, um, and you know, ugh, I remember on Melrose Place when um, oh, I think her name is Allison. Yeah, Allison was um, an alcoholic for a couple of episodes, and she kept a bottle of vodka in her freezer, and she would just drink it like gulps, like a G. <laughs> I was like. That's really cool. Someday I'm going to keep vodka in my freezer like a G. I did. And now I don't like vodka. But my point is that I think that a lot of our um, pop culture and the things that that we were being shown were cool, were alcohol. Ah, Sex in the City. Huge. That was late 90s, early aughts. That was all about martinis and sex. It was just literally alcohol and fucking. And a couple of episodes about weed. Anyway, kids, that's why we think alcohol is fun. And it is just, you know, in a different way than it was back then, right? Now it causes us to be absolutely handicapped for at least four days following. Um, What I wanted to do was look into a couple of the cool things that happened on the day that you were born and... Unfortunately, besides you being born, there weren't a lot of cool things that happened on the day that you were born. However, the year that you were born was absolutely amazing. As far as pop culture, which is no surprise. Honestly, a lot of the things in pop culture that have fed into our current pop culture happened in 1984. And I'm just going to I mean this this is incredible and I'm really excited to tell you about them. The, 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 big, the big ones are at the end. So I'm going to start with what the hit song was on the day that you were born. And it was Against All Odds, which was the song that was released by Phil Collins for the movie Against All Odds. This is going to come back, I feel like. But I didn't know that the song was called Against All Odds. And I thought that it was called Take a Look at Me Now. Um, because that's Take a look at me now. It's just an empty space. Like, how, how is he going to have a song that doesn't say Against All Odds when it's called Against All Odds for a movie called Against All Odds? I mean, you don't do that. You don't do that when your song is, like, the, the song for the movie. Whatever. Whatever. Who am I? I'm nobody. But that was the number one song in the United States. In the United Kingdom, the number one song was, Hello? Is it me you're looking for? Lionel Richie. Good one, right? Did you tune into the podcast today to get some really bad covers of songs that were made popular in the early 80s? I don't think that you did, but you're gonna get that anyway. Um, yeah, so those are both super slow, kind of sad, sappy love songs, but I'm here for it. I am. I'm here for it. Um, now the closest to your birthday that I could find with the number one movie in the United States, uh, was April 22nd and it was police Academy. So I don't know how you feel about that. But the thing that I was here for though, is for the year of 1984, the movie that was the most popular was Ghostbusters. Hell yeah. That is a hilarious movie. I love that movie. I still sometimes quote that movie. A lot of comedy legends are in that movie. Rick Moranis, Bill, Murray, Dan Aykroyd, it's great. Slimer, the song Ghostbusters, okay? Are you listening, Phil Collins? The song Ghostbusters from the movie Ghostbusters. I ain't afraid of no ghost. This is how you do this, okay? Whatever. So anyway, those those are some really great ones. The Sally Field Oscar acceptance speech, the one that we quote still, you like me, you really like me. That was 1984. That was 1984. Like, that's when that happened. Um, this one is a good one. You know, the, uh, the hottest couple uh, is, uh, of 1984 was Demi Moore and Emilio Estevez, which, well, a couple of things. Emilio Estevez looks exactly like his father, Martin Sheen. But Charlie Sheen took the last name. That's not anything important. It's just that Amelia looks exactly like Martin. Um, second of all, the Brat Pack. I feel like we missed out. I wish that I had been a teenager. No, I don't. No, I don't. First of all, no, I don't. Because then I'd be like hardcore Gen X, like low-key boomer if I was a teenager when the um, when the Brat Pack was a thing. But I do feel like we missed out because that was just a group of kids that were all super hot doing all of the hottest movies and they're all still famous right i mean look at we got like Rob Lowe Demi Moore Ali Sheedy Emilio Estevez like um all these people well i mean i guess like Judd Nelson Molly Ringwald is still out there doing it and she's doing it well there's like there, it's it's just crazy to me <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I feel like if I was a teenager back then, then I would have devoured any kind of media that had the Brat Pack in it. Oh my god, what was the name of that movie? St. Elmo's Fire.
1: I can feel a new horizon. I can feel it something, something. Higher and higher.
0: Oh my god, that song is also called St. Elmo's Fire. <laughs> I told you that was coming back. Oh my God. They're always like, what's wrong with you, Phil Collins? Um, oh, you know what else happened in 1984 was the first MTV Awards. That was the first one, the first VMAs. And the very first uh, a VMA had the very, very famous performance by Madonna where she wore that bridal getup and sang like a virgin, you know, with the corset and the tutu and all the necklaces and the crucifixes and the boy toy belt. Like a virgin. Um, that was, that was in 1984. I mean, everybody knows about that moment. Even people that weren't alive to see it. That was in 1984. That's huge. And another big one, um, Vanessa Williams, who was the very first black, Uh, Miss America gave away her crown in 1984. Now, I I have to throw out a shout out to another podcast. It's called You're Wrong About and um, the hosts are Michael Hobbs and Sarah Marshall. And um, basically what they do is they uh, they they tell you something that happened in the past that you think you know about, but you absolutely do not know about. Um, It's a great show. I've learned so much Um, And they did like two episodes on Vanessa Williams because what happened was she was the first black Miss America She got the crown but she ended up having to give away the crown because some nude photos surfaced of her and Were printed in hustler. So because of that she actually couldn't be Miss America and let's not forget that like I don't know Miss America is is a beauty pageant. You know, it involves women posing passively in like bikinis with high heel shoes on. It's not like this super classy, you know, event, but the nude photos were too much and she couldn't be Miss America, but it wasn't for that long. Like she was Miss America for like, like 10 months out of the year of her reign. Um, And she's still famous anyway. One of my favorite songs of of hers of, of all time is save the best for last. You know, she was on *Desperate Housewives*. She was on *Ugly Betty*. She's, she was on Broadway. She's a huge star. Who cares, right? The Miss America franchise ended up getting taken over by Donald Trump, anyways. So who gives a fuck? Um. Anyway, this was a bunch of really cool things that happened in a really cool year. So I hope that you realize what a vintage year that was. Um. And we have a really great show for you. We, as you'll see in a moment, have a very good show for you. I'm very excited for you to hear it. This was a giant leap of faith and very far outside of my comfort zone. So I hope that this is a great episode for you. And I have to say from the very, very bottom of my cold, broken heart. From the bottom of my broken heart. I'm sorry, that's the last time I sing. I can't say that, but it it is. It's sort of the last time that I sing. I want to say happy birthday to you, Shay. Uh, gosh, you are my very best friend. You are my OTP, my one true person. I love you more than most things. And I would be nowhere without you. Uh, you deserve the best. I hope you have an amazing day, an amazing birthday. And I hope you get to do all of your favorite things. Um, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Go, 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 go. So it's cocktail hour, and I actually have to start cocktail hour off by introducing a very, very special guest—somebody that we that we know and love, somebody very important in your life. This is actually my very first interview that I've ever done, uh, so I hope that you'll welcome her to the show. I have a very special guest. Uh somebody who's been there for every single birthday including the original birthday uh Terry can you say hello for our friends <laughs> Hi friends There okay first of all it was really weird to call you Terry I don't I don't, I can probably count on one hand how many times I've called you your name to your face <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it would probably be really weird though to call you Shay's mom like hi Shay's mom like I said, it's cocktail hour, so I wanted to talk about a couple of cocktails that Shay really liked. It's a birthday episode, so we're going to do more than one cocktail. You know, you got to treat yourself. Um, That's right. <laughs> but I wanted to talk about. So I know that now Shay is a very big fan of champagne, and I am not. I don't like. Do you like? Do you like champagne? I bet you do. I love champagne. <laughs> so um, I I I don't, and I've tried so many times because Shay is so classy. <laughs> So if we go out and she's like, I'm just going to have champagne and I feel like I'm hanging out with Marilyn Monroe. And I'm like, well, I can't be like, well, I don't, I don't want your fancy sparkling wine. Like, I'm just going to drink this garbage drink. So I always drink <laughs> champagne when I'm with her. Um, but it wasn't always that. Uh, and when we first started hanging out and we were college age, uh, Shay was a really big fan of very fruity cocktails. Um, that was a, that was a thing. I think that was really popular for a lot of us Um, because of Sex and the City. I completely blame Sex and the City for that. The triangle (laughs) martinis with the bright colors. Um, Mm -hmm. But you said you remember this. One of Shay's favorite cocktails was a French French martini, right? I looked it up and um, again, like I usually do cocktails that have like a lot, like a a deep history to them. You can see my (laughs) wall of whiskey behind me here. Um, but, uh, the, the French martini actually has an interesting history because it started in the, uh, I want to say the early nineties, which was unfortunately 30 years ago. It feels like 10. There's a restaurateur in New York city who has like, gosh, like 12 successful restaurants. And one of them is called Pastis, um, which is the only one that I've ever heard of, but they had a French martini at their restaurant and the ingredients are like about the main spirit is vodka. It's about two ounces of vodka, about half an ounce of Chambord, which is what makes it French, and pineapple juice.
1: So mm-hmm.
0: um have you have you had a French martini? Yes I have. Yeah. Shay's made one for me. Shea made it for you. Mm-hmm. Oh I I remember that we drank martinis at um her bridal shower. Bridal shower, right. Yeah, oh my gosh, I won the martini contest. Yes, you did. Okay, I don't know where that went. That just came back. <laughs> well, anyway, so that's the French martini. Um, but we're talking about birthdays today. So I have been best friends with Shay since she was, I think that we, we like, told each other that we were each other's best friend in, like, 2003. <laughs> so, um, gosh, almost 20 years. Um, but the Shay that I've known and have been close to uh, would be, like, college age and she's always been this very uh, organized very multi binders with several different colored tabs you know very post-it note very organized very you know what I mean um and you were telling mm-hmm. me um earlier this week when we were talking about uh this interview that she wasn't always like that
2: no she wasn't you
0: no know, was she a party planner in any way not as a kid no she
2: didn't become that way until she was into college she was in college.
0: What do you think changed that made her be like that?
2: Well, I think college makes you get organized. And, and she was organized when she was in high school yeah. because she was preparing to go to college. Yeah. And she she And she was a type A driving driver type of personality getting ready for college. Yeah. As she was prepping herself to go to college and then there was college... And then Houston's really put her into gear to become that party planner type person. Yeah. And, you know, the training that Houston's put her through and becoming that Houston's type person.
0: Yeah. I feel like if I talked to Shay, she would say that she just went to too many bad parties and that she knew that if she had done it herself, it would have been better. (laughs) She's right. Yeah.
2: That I uh, I can hear Shay saying that. Yeah, I can hear her saying
0: that. Um so we talked about um your favorite birthday of Shay's and you told me that that was Shay's birthday. Yes. So what was that like? That's my favorite birthday. <laughs> it's crazy because you were in labor that day. But Yes, I was in labor that day, but
2: I was only in labor for 10 hours. Which, which is, was isn't very long. Sounds like before. a long time to me still. You haven't had a baby.
0: But That's correct.
2: Your first child is really not that long. And uh, she was two weeks early. Okay. Which isn't a shock when you think about Shay. She was early for everything. She right. was an early walker. She talked, she spoke early. What was her first word? Her first word was a, every child's first word. Dad, dad. Oh
0: no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well. Okay. (laughs) That sucks.
2: (laughs) And then she said, uh, when her dad left for work, Dad, dad, all gone. Oh my god. You can't see
0: Uh my face, but I just gasped. Oh my gosh she just went from first words to speaking sentences right away just like in one fell swoop that's so mm-hmm. shay well you know the thing with shay's birthday and my birthday right Mm-mm. well my mom's uh like due date for me was shay's birthday so we're, really yeah so we're about 10 days apart and i was born late and she was born early and if you know us well you know that that goes right along with our personalities. So that's, yeah. So I knew she was born early. I just wanted to check in because I was like, what if this is just one of those things that we've told each other for like 20 years and it's not real. So it means a lot that she was actually born early. And yes, that makes a lot of sense. So um, what's a thing that Shay liked to do when she was a kid that we, um, who've only known her as like adults, might not know about?
2: She loved, she was always dramatic and, all the usual things. She she was flamboyant. She was all of those things. But she liked to do this thing to her papa. <laughs> I'm so excited. he's going to kill me today. <laughs> but she loved to sit on his lap when she was a little girl and pick out all the dry skin out of his ears. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god! I did not see that coming. <laughs> well, okay, this doesn't really surprise me because she has like that satisfaction thing where she really likes to pop zits and stuff like yes. that. Did did he like it? Was he like, yeah? Why don't you come up in here and I got I got some action for you? No, it's not that he
2: liked it. He just he just let her do it because it was just it was like her. It gave her more satisfaction than it did him. Oh, that's fantastic. It was almost like it was kind of comforting for her to be in her in his lap taking care of him. I don't (laughs) know exactly how
0: to to describe it but She probably saw it as something that, you know, that she could do to like make it look perfect. Actually, the more you're telling me, the more you're describing it, it, it doesn't, it's not surprise, it's not something I would've thought of. I wouldn't be like, hey, I bet that you really like to sit in your grandpa's lap and pick skin out of his ears. But it's not too surprising. I hope that doesn't embarrass her too much. <laughs> um. So when she was younger, you said that she had like a lot of uh of like when I grow up fantasies. I I knew she wanted to be a lawyer. I knew that that was what her goal was when she was younger, but you said mm-hmm. she wanted to be a public defender. Yes. Not a district attorney. A public defender. Yes. She that is to be a public defender. I love that. That's that's anti-establishment from a very young age. We approve. Uh Why did mm-hmm. she want to be a public defender? Well, she
2: she wanted to save the world.
0: Oh. So, how old was she when she was just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a public defender."
2: Oh my gosh, she was probably seven, seven eight years old.
0: How did she yeah, know what yeah. a public defender was?
2: She had a. I was very um, liberal. I was always talking about how there were so many people out in the world that needed help. Yeah, and and I was, you know, I was really always talking to her about how we had to be good citizens and how we needed to help people, other people who needed help. Yeah. And how, so she was, she had, she was raised with that mentality and she went to a school when she was in elementary school and it fed into a lot of kids on Main Street that came from homeless shelters. Oh, Yeah fed into that school, and kids from the reservation fed into that school. And so we talked a lot about those kids, and they needed help, and there was no one there to fight for them. hmm And um, how they got lost in the system, and, you know, how their parents didn't feel like they could come to school and fight for them when they needed help. and yeah. So well, there, we just had a lot of conversations
0: about that, and okay, but she knew people, that if you're a public defender, that means that the person who you're defending is a person that's been accused of a crime. Yes. Okay. And and, and they
2: might and and they might just be innocent of
0: that right. crime. Okay, that's wild. I don't think that I knew what a public defender was. I think that <laughs> I don't think I learned about what that was until I started watching Law and Order or something when mm-hmm. I was in my teens, but but that's that's actually well, I knew when uh, Shay and I started hanging out, I knew that she wanted to be a teacher and that she was considering doing Teach for America after she graduated from college. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So what happened? Why didn't she end up being a teacher?
2: She my dad had a lot of influence over her, her papa.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And he had From the time she was a little girl, wanted her to go into business. He wanted her, he
0: had been grooming her for a long time to be a CEO. (laughs) How was he doing that? Like documents, like giving her a briefcase? (laughs) No,
2: (laughs) he just had kept telling her, you know, even from the time she was a little girl, I want you to go into business and be the big cheese, he would tell her. You want to be the big cheese. Oh, that's fantastic. yeah, and when Shay was a little girl, she wanted to be rich. Yeah, well, who doesn't rich. want to be rich? He said, She said, I want to be a teacher. And he'd say, oh, no, you can't make any money that
0: way. Oh, wow. Good one. Grandpa. Well,
2: I, I want to be a lawyer and help people. Oh, you can't make any money that way either. So he would um, um, take your child to work day. Yeah. he He took her with him. She was in kindergarten. She took her, she got all dressed up in her Christmas dress. She took her dad's briefcase, and she went to work with Papa. That's the cutest thing I've ever heard in my life. And he took her to a luncheon. It, on that particular day, he was going to a business luncheon, and Joe Arpaio spoke at this luncheon.
0: My God, that's that took a turn. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and Shay actually fell asleep in the middle of the lunch yes thank
0: you okay that's Shay. all right good girl (laughs) well then
2: afterwards he took her to his office Mm -hmm. and he had a um a woman he called her his secretary you know he just told her what to do you know she came home and said yeah he just told his secretary all these things to do he had a big office and windows and
0: what what did what did he do what was his job he worked for the
2: telephone company and he leased all of their properties they owned all the buildings downtown and he would lease all the offices that that the telephone company didn't use themselves
0: oh okay okay I just, right now, I mean, I can't stop picturing Shay, little, little baby Shay with a briefcase in a Christmas dress. Like, that's the cutest thing I've ever heard (laughs) in my life.
2: (laughs) So he was constantly, uh, my parents were really good about taking her places um, to very nice restaurants, teaching her um, the best things in life that they could, taking her on trips. Yeah. Aww. So that she could see, you know, teaching her manners and teaching her things that they just wanted her to have all these experiences in life.
0: Well, that's so, and, yeah. That, again, one of another thing that makes a whole lot of sense because I was always um, kind of amazed at how quickly, like, it was almost like a code switch like you know it was like she went from you know being like college girl you know like jeans and tank tops to being like front of the house manager at like a fancy restaurant like and it happened so quickly like it was just like a total shift change and like I shift change that doesn't make any sense but like I I remember like being like wow how did she do that like I don't I'm not I don't know how to do that so that makes a lot of sense right she
2: had all that experience yeah before that but yeah, I think her, she really t- had that pull to do that, but Ron was really against her um, doing that teaching thing. Now, that's interesting because um, both of you are teachers, right? No, I wasn't a teacher. Oh. I worked for the school district oh, okay. in, uh, in the office. Okay. Okay. In the Nutritional Services office.
0: Oh, okay. I always thought that you were a teacher. I knew you had something to do with the schools, though. So <laughs> why didn't he want her to be a teacher? He did want her to be a teacher, but he didn't want her
2: to work. He didn't want her to go um, and work in inner cities. He was worried about her safety.
0: That makes sense. That makes sense. Although she- Even
2: though that would have been a good experience for
1: her.
0: yeah. Yeah, I was going to say she can, she can pretty much take care of herself. She's very, very independent lady, but I totally understand being worried about her. So, okay. So going back to when she, with, with her being, being the event planner that she is now, she plans everybody's birthday now, right? Which is fine with me. I mean, I'm, um, same. <laughs> I
2: did it for so many years. Um, I just call her and I just let her take over
0: yeah
2: I'm perfectly happy with it now
0: <laughs> I yeah it's really hard the older you get to organize parties like it's very hard to get adults to agree and commit to a thing Um like, especially a group of adults. It's like, I don't know. That was when when we were planning my bachelorette party. I literally just dropped the reins. I was like, I don't want this anymore. Like, I'm so sick of trying to talk to eight different women. They, mm-hmm. <laughs> I won't do this. She's like, okay, I've got it. And, you know, she seems very comfortable with it. Um, and she's so good at it. Yeah, oh my God, she really is. She really, really is. I was going to ask um, what kind of things has she planned um now that she's so good at it
2: well she plans all of our family dinners she does all of the holiday dinners now yeah that i used to do so she takes care of all of that she does birthdays she just takes it all all the things that we used to do at our house she does now
1: yeah
0: and
2: she and richard do it at their house now they have the perfect home
0: their house is so beautiful
2: Yes, and backyard for all of that mm-hmm. and um i don't I don't stress out about anything <laughs> and and they're they're so good at it, yeah, and they're just wonderful, welcoming and so we just go over there and enjoy them and the grandkids,
0: yeah oh well. You guys deserve that, definitely. You guys have done enough planning. It's time for you guys to sit back and relax. Um, So like what, we said that like when she was younger, like she didn't really have themed birthdays or do anything too special, with it. she always loved her birthday parties. You were telling me that.
2: Yes, every year after her birthday, she would tell me when she was a little girl, that was the best birthday party I've ever had, Mom. That's so sweet.
0: I love that so much. So what would you say uh, as far as, you know, her planning a birthday would be uh, the, or, or a party at all would be the favorite one that she's done for you guys? I think it would be
2: the surprise that she, our 25th anniversary mm-hmm. would be the one that she enjoyed the most because she and the girls um, surprised us with a uh, vacation to California a week in California on the beach. Oh, wow. With all of the families and our grandchildren. And it just happened to be um, one of the things on my bucket list.
0: Oh, okay. So now that's a lot of people to organize. That's like, I mean, besides her and Richard, that's you and Ron. And then that's Emily and Katie and their husbands, and their children. I'm missing somebody. Am I missing somebody? <laughs> nope, that's everybody. That's so many people, though. And my mom. And your and mom. Katie. Okay, yes. see? That's, that's so many people. I remember her talking about that. She has a way of playing things down, though. Like, if I was trying to do something like that, I would never stop talking about it. But she's just like, oh, you know, and we're just planning this thing uh-huh. for my parents. <laughs> That that sounds like a lot. And you guys stayed out like in a beach house, right? Mm-hmm. And it was your twenty fifth anniversary. Yeah,
2: she so and sweet. Em and Josh uh, chose found a beach house, and it was right on the beach. We just walked right out the sliding glass door, right out on the beach.
0: Oh my gosh, that's so amazing! Did you? We
2: we all had our own bedroom and bath. Wow,
1: <laughs> that's awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, it had two family rooms. It it was just absolutely
1: gorgeous. That's fantastic.
2: She wrote menus out for every day,
0: breakfast, lunch. It, it was did a grocery list. Oh my gosh, my face! You could see it by my face. Like this is she wrote menus out where um, I'm picturing it, and did it look? <laughs> what did the menus look like?
2: <laughs> well, can't you just see her writing? Yes, I can. Well, one, night, like, one night we had chicken. One night we had steak. There was a grill there. Mm-hmm. One morning for breakfast we had pancakes. One morning we had scrambled eggs. Like a cruise ship. Oh! Yeah, we're just like going on a cruise
0: ship. Hi, Ron. Hi, <laughs> I'm good. How are you?
3: Apple doesn't <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know. <laughs> um, but you had also mentioned, just to like sidestep the, although I, I would love to see a copy of one of those venues if you kept it, um, if she, you had mentioned her 21st birthday as one of your favorite birthdays for her. hmm. That
2: was when we went out to the, we went to the hotel. Do you remember the name of that hotel?
1: I want to say... The J? The
2: J. I knew it was something really short.
1: Something like that.
0: Yeah, something. And we, it was a very fancy dinner.
2: Yes, it was.
0: It was the first time I ever had halibut, which I know isn't like a fancy thing, but it was the first time I ever had halibut. And I was like, oh, fancy people eat halibut. (laughs)
1: That's
0: Ron's favorite.
2: Is it? We all went there. Yeah. And I know it's in Scottsdale.
0: Yeah. It was right next to that little area where the grapevine is and yeah i don't know if it's still called that or maybe the bar inside was called the J. but um so do you think that that's shay's favorite birthday party that she's
1: had i don't know no (laughs) Mm. well
0: every
2: birthday they all got to choose where they wanted to go for dinner yeah when she was a kid she was a very picky eater
0: oh was she very picky eaters. That's so surprising with her being married to a chef now.
1: hmm Now she,
0: she yeah. probably tries everything.
2: She wouldn't even eat salad until, she, until we married Ron. And then Ron would make her um, try things. Yeah. Try things, and we started introducing more things. But for a long time, all she would eat... She went
0: through this phase where she
2: would only eat chicken and
0: green beans. Oh, my gosh. And that was it. Like canned green beans? Yes. My Oh, my gosh. I remember those. My mom used to make those with, like, nuts in them. Is that is that a thing? People put, like, shaved yes. almonds in them? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember those. Those are really good, actually. Yeah. When Shay moved in with Dustin, we used to, like, she used to get, like, cans and cans and cans of, like, corn. And like, she would eat it like popcorn. Like she would take the the, the canned corn and she'd drain it, she'd put it into a bowl, put some butter, put it in the microwave, mix around with salt, and then she would eat it while we were watching a movie. I was like, you eat so healthy, you're eating a vegetable. She's like, I'm literally eating a bowl full of butter. I don't know where she got that from, but I started doing it. It's delicious. And a can of corn is like 57 cents. So just like life hack. Um, so, <laughs> did you want to say anything to Shay for her birthday?
2: I want to say that, uh, Shay, I love you very much. You know that you're my miracle, baby. Well, so she is. I didn't know that she was going to be the only one I would have. So she's my miracle.
1: And she's a God queen. God only
2: gave me one.
0: Well, It is a miracle. And I have to thank you for giving birth to my best friend. She is this like one of the cornerstones of my universe. So thank you for that. And thank you for agreeing to this interview. Um, And I can't wait for you to hear it. (laughs) I can't either. and Thank you for having me. Of course. Absolutely. That was the delightful Terry, the one and only mother of my best friend. And I have to say, what a joy it was to interview her. She's just so sweet and lovely. Um, some behind the scenes about that interview when I um, initially reached out to her to uh, do the interview. I think that her main concern was that I was going to throw some Barbara Barbara Walters gotcha questions at her, (laughs) make her look silly, Um, you know, so, so it was hard to get us going. But I think that once I got her talking about you, it was like, boom, boom, boom. She just loves talking about you. She loves you so much. And I was just, I was just delighted to be able to interview her, um, about that. Uh, so listen, we have a jam packed show for you. Honestly, if that interview is any indication, this birthday episode is going to be quite something. So sit back and relax. Um, or if you're in your car, don't relax. Um, you know, stay focused on the road. Um, both hands on the steering wheel, please. Um, and we'll be right back. Hey, do you ever wonder why people start the birthday song so slow?
1: Happy to you.
0: Why do restaurants still insist on sending the entire staff out to sing happy birthday to you in their stupid corporate version?
1: 234 is a happy 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 birthday.
0: Everyone is happy happy, happy too. And why does that one friend who's a musician always insist on debuting their new ballad at the most awkward moment possible?
1: Hey, I just wanna play this song that I wrote for you.
0: Uh, it's a ballad, it's 12 verses. And since it's your birthday, I thought I would debut it for you. So here goes. If you're like me, you love music, you love singing, but sometimes it can be awkward. You're looking around, trying to figure out what to do with your hands, a smile plastered on your face, trying to look interested when you're really just crawling out of your skin. Well, worry no more, because scientists have created a revolutionary new app, an app that can go to your smartphone or tablet that emits a sound at a frequency undetectable, except for by those who are about to sing at a completely inopportune moment. Use it at the grocery store, a public restroom, a parking garage, or even at those parties with that one friend who always seems to have an acoustic guitar. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. God damn it, everybody! No! No, boo. Boo! No!
1: Again, Chad?
0: Everybody fucking hates that guy. Listen. We know that you know that those servers don't wanna be singing to you either. We also know that you're way too nice to tell your friend Chad that nobody wants to hear an acoustic cover of Hey Ya. That's why this app is for you. Thank you, Please Don't Sing, available wherever you download your apps. Try it today. A quick warning before we get to the next segment that the next portion of the show was recorded over several audio devices, not necessarily meant to be recorded with. (laughs) Uh, So it might just be a little bit difficult to hear in some places, but uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it. Okay, so these are uh, another pair of awesome guests that I am actually so honored took the time out of their incredibly busy lives. I have dogs, they have children, so this is a big deal. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, Katie, Emily, say hello. Hi, I'm Katie. Um, I am Shay's little-in-the-middle sister. I'm one of
3: Shay's younger
0: sisters. Mm-hmm.
3: And I'm Emily. I am the
0: youngest sister. Okay, so you guys, you guys are stepsisters, right? Yes. Yeah. So this is very, it's like very Cinderella, except for you guys are like gorgeous and nice. Like it's not, you didn't make her do your chores and like you wouldn't like not invite her to a ball. It was just like a little bit different. Um, How old were you guys when you all moved in together? We were,
3: they got married, right, Katie? When you, I was almost six. So I was five and you were six. And mm-hmm. they met and got married in the same year, so. And so did five, you-
0: were they dating for a long time before everybody moved in together? No, not very long at all. No? No. Less than a year, I think. Oh, see, that's the T right there. How long? Yeah. Less than, oh, okay. So we're colleagues. Yeah. I've yeah. <laughs> for a
3: while.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, well, okay. That's, that's very, that is very spicy tea. I didn't actually know that. No. So <laughs> I went to the cafeteria at Westwood. Yes! With my dad. Yes! With teacher there, obviously. That's fantastic. Okay. I so love them. A scoop of mashed potatoes. I don't think that I ever ate the food that was from Westwood when I went to Westwood. Like I was always getting like, like the Chick-fil-A and the Domino's pizza. Yeah. Pizza. yeah I never got, I never got the Westwood food. That it wasn't it I don't so I have no idea. I haven't had that high school experience. I feel like it's on every T V show, but it wasn't oh, so they fell in love at Westwood and they got they moved in together and then they got married. Were you guys at like in the wedding? Were the three of you like flower girls and stuff? We were all
1: That's so sweet. Yeah.
3: I was very really angry in all of their wedding
0: photos. I, I don't know why. I was very upset. <laughs> why, why were you upset? <laughs> I am knowing. I
3: must have just been having like a the toddler tantrum, but everyone is smiling in the photos, and I just had me mugs the whole time.
0: <laughs> what? Oh, were you guys excited to have a new family and have like a big sister and a mom or or a new mom? I guess I I was.
3: Well, I don't really remember, but from the stories, Terry said that I was very excited and I took everything smoothly, very well. Oh. But that Am didn't take it quite as smooth. No. I mean, I don't remember any of this. The only memories I have are, you know, happy, lovely, like family. So I don't have memories before we met, and Shay was like not my sister. So I think that's also why we're all so close. Is that I just don't Katie and I. I know you do too. I don't have memories of before she was in our lives.
0: No, I mean, I me personally, like I was nineteen when I met Shay. So, so I do have memories before she was in my life. <laughs> so um so i was telling you a little bit before we got started interviewing about the format of the show um so what i'm doing with you guys or the part of the show that you guys are going to be involved in is is cocktail hour but since it's shay's birthday i wanted to talk about a drink that shay likes and does she drink any cocktails around you guys
3: no she never drinks cocktails always wine.
0: Always wine. Yeah, I feel like if someone made a cocktail, she would drink
3: it for sure. Yeah. (laughs) But I think think it's like a signature that she would want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, Terry and I were talking about the, the bridal shower and how we did martinis for the bridal shower. But yeah. but other than that, no, I can't I can't picture her with a cocktail. But um, something that <laughs> I think this might be tea for you guys. That when we were college age and we used to hang out together, one of Shay's favorite drinks was actually a shot, and she would order it up like a martini. And the name of the shot was Redheaded Slut. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Do you guys know that one? <laughs> So I've only taken the shot that I've, is hilarious. I've never made the shot, but I've only taken the shot. And um it's I mean it's just one of these like super sweet drinks like you know you're like 21 it doesn't have to be like good alcohol it's just but uh the ingredients are cranberry juice, peach schnapps and jagermeister. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh.
0: All of that. Oh, no, it's, it's all terrible. terrible. Absolutely. And I don't think that she actually liked it. I think that she just liked um, that it had redheaded in it. And just like what, you know, she's really unique. She could like uh, flirt with guys and be like, I'm going to get the redheaded slut. And they'd be like, oh, my God, I'm in love with you. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you know how they be. (laughs) So when you guys were all younger, um, you guys said that you guys had like um, you just remember being like this amazing, loving family. What kind of stuff did you all do for fun? The three of you?
3: I feel like we played a lot of board games. Okay. A lot of board games, a lot of like bike riding. Did,
0: were you guys competitive? I
3: think Shay was. That's <laughs> like Shay and our dad, Ron, were. Yeah. Oh. But not so much me and Em.
0: Were we they did. like squaring off? Was it like oh, throwdowns? Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they did.
0: <laughs> but when we did separately, we had a uh, Shay was
3: definitely our leader. She would choreograph dances for us oh, okay. and we had to perform them. So we would have a whole and then it was we all had roles. We were in a girl group and Shay was the lead singer and we were the two, you know, side dancers and We didn't
0: even need series. a tea time in this episode. You were spilling it all like <laughs> There were
3: so many choreographed dances.
0: What did so you guys I mean, dance to? So this, is,
3: this is This so, is brand uh, new information! Jagged Little Pill on the dock? Uh, oh my, my gosh. Jagged <laughs> Little Pill in the
0: water. There was so much. Jagged Little Pill? Oh, yeah.
3: Alanis Morissette's
0: Jagged Little, so, pill. Alanis Morissette's Jagged little so, pill. Alanis Morissette. Now, did you guys oh, yeah. do the full <laughs> musical or just like a couple of songs from the album? For just a couple of songs. Yeah. So I, I assume you did oh, You ought to Know. That song. Oh, yes, we did. Were so you guys offended, aware yes. of what that song was about when you were dancing to no, it? I, I didn't know what any of that was about. <laughs> yeah, no, we had no clue. No clue. We <laughs> what they told us
3: to do. Oh like, no! Dirty dancing montages. So many dirty dancing. Oh, that's montages.
0: one of her favorite movies. Of course, it was. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's. Oh, that's hysterical. So you guys did the little. Oh no! I. This is brand new information. I didn't know that this was a theatrical house. Dancing. I oh. didn't dancing. We never got it right. We always had to do so many takes. Oh, my God. Well, so uh, is this, does video of this exist somewhere?
3: For I think, or me, at least photos. There's got to be something. I don't know. I don't think so. Oh. That was so long ago. We didn't have, like, our phones. Were
0: you guys? <laughs> so, I don't think there's evidence. Were there costumes? <laughs> this is so great.
3: <laughs> we would
0: put dresses <laughs> on. And that were costumes. I love this so much. Oh my god. Okay, well, I have to I have to pivot from these dance outfits and I, I'm I'm really kind of like this Brute. this is breaking my heart. I wish that there was video somewhere. Somebody's gonna have to get me this video. Um, what were the birthdays like in your house? Did you guys make a big deal? Was there a lot of hoopla? Yeah, I feel like there was.
3: I think when we were at a certain age, it was we didn't really have parties at home. It was mostly with our friends. Yeah. But um yeah, we'd have, like, pre- the presents and the balloons and whatever restaurant
0: we wanted to go to, whatever cake we wanted. Uh, what were some of your guys', like, favorite restaurants? Mine um, was Olive Garden. I, oh. think, I think it's even
3: while I was little. Olive Garden is dope. <laughs> or maybe Sizzler back in the day, yeah. I... Uh, the, remember the We went to the Sizzler so many times. I think that was one of uh, Terry and Dad's first dates, right, to the Sizzler? That's one of the places that we all went together, I think.
0: Yeah, I think so actually. This has been the most jaw dropping interview. You guys are you guys are Meghan Markle <laughs> and I am Oprah. This is actually groundbreaking journalism right here.
3: Or Mi amigos <laughs> all
0: the time. Oh my god, how did I forget about mi amigos? No, my parents still go to Mi Amigos for my birthday every year. Well that's okay. Well that's really okay, so actually I it looks like I've jumped ahead. Um you guys did the family dinners on Monday nights, right? I don't remember the day of them, but yeah, oh, we had
3: family dinners.
0: I remember that they were on Monday I nights. Said
3: Monday night. Oh man, so special.
0: <laughs> I well, because it felt like every single one of Shay's friends was going to these things and it was like the inner, inner circle. And I think I went to one family dinner at your guys' house. Like I know that
3: you I
0: Yeah, no, I never did. I never did. I knew that I was like, listen, I know that I'm upper echelon best friend, but I've never been to family dinner. Just one time. So sad. Oh. Here's awkward Jewish Jen bowing my head in prayer while you guys pray. Like, I'm like, this is so important. You have to be on your best behavior. Do not swear. This is the only family dinner that you've been to. I was wondering, like, I know that you guys did that every week, and I was wondering, like, when did that become a thing
3: when we went to college
0: okay because before we were all there right okay yeah i remember we always sat down at the
3: table for dinner even on weeknights that was always like a big thing but um like official once a week family dinners i think was in college once we kind of separated
0: oh that makes sense that makes a lot more sense than just like oh it's monday Uh, night um so okay now is that something that you guys are doing with your families now like it's really important that you guys sit down together is it something that's stuck
3: yeah, I, I mean, as much as you can when the when the toddlers don't sit still.
0: But we definitely try to all sit together and have dinner. It's funny. I I don't plan on having children. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm 41. I really don't think. I think that that window's closed. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I I really don't. And it's so funny to whenever you talk to anybody that has kids. It's like it's like they'll tell you what how great it is and how much they love their kids but it's like really what you're doing is you're really solidifying how much I am happy with the choice that I've made not to have children <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't want to sugarcoat it at all they're wonderful but it is it is intense yeah yeah that's what she says too yeah and my friend mm-hmm. Sabrina who I, everybody's like don't do it and I'm like no problem mm-hmm. I've got dogs <laughs> 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 really, yeah. It's really, so now Shay is the person who plans everything, right? Mm-hmm. You know, she oh, yes. um, <laughs> yeah. has she, I mean, obviously she was the, the house choreographer. So was she always like this or is this like a newer thing? No, I think she was
3: always like this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I can't remember, I feel like for our birthday, she
0: probably took over planning. <laughs> really? <With the> <laughs> well, it's probably, probably. like, I mean, I feel like, you know, you go to enough bad parties or disorganized events and you're like, I could have done this better.
3: Yeah, for sure. And she's always been, like, the life of the party. Like, even when she was young enough where she wasn't planning it, like, she was the one, you know, uh, like, choreographing the dance that we were all going to or like performing the song. Like, she was the entertainment. She was the life of the party. She was socializing with everyone and kind of the, you
0: know, the goon sticking it all together. Oh my God. That's so great. I love that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I put in a thing about surprise parties here. Have you guys ever been able to surprise Shay? Oh no, there's no, I
3: don't think that would be a thing. No. <laughs> well, yeah, I can't remember. I probably attempted to, but I don't think they a You
0: can't see this because it's video, but the, the looks on your guys' faces were identical <laughs>
3: <laughs> I laughed so hard when I read that question, Jen, because I was like, she planned her own wedding shower. Like, her bridal, she planned her bridal shower all on her own. If I tried to make her a surprise party, she would walk in and be like, well.
1: <laughs> you guys just did the same thing again.
0: <laughs> you guys okay. both went, you guys both went. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> that's, that's great. Um, but so, okay, so you can't surprise her. You've never tried. I take it.
3: No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think by the time that we were able to, I could probably plan a a surprise party now, but I think by the time we were all living in the same city with enough resources, we were adults.
0: Yeah. You know, of course, being an adult makes it a lot easier to do almost everything. Um, (laughs) But I mean, like... (laughs) And I can surprise her because I live in a completely different state as her. Obviously, have you guys told her about this interview? No, I thought I was assuming this is the surprise. It is. So you're crushing yeah, it. Thank you. So you did it. You actually you you planned and are executing a surprise right now. Yeah, yeah. Anything like that? Um, do you guys remember any birthday parties that you guys were a part of uh with Shay that like that you I don't know that you enjoyed? No, oh, so I was. I we're trying to remember it. I have a couple of vivid
3: memories. One is like on Shay's 16th birthday when she got a car. That was like a very epic moment. Yeah. And then I remember, I, I can't, we were trying to remember what age it was. There was an age at which she had like, was officially an adult with like good taste. And instead of wanting to go to like Olive Garden or something, she wanted to go to a nicer restaurant. And so we all <laughs> went there. I think it was in Scottsdale. And I just remember how, uh, it was just, like, such a new experience for my dad and Terry, and for all of us. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh, there's, like, silverware and napkins. <laughs> okay, so.
0: Um, interestingly enough, that was the exact same birthday that Terry mentioned. Oh, um, really? Yeah. We were, we were,
3: could not remember the restaurant name or how old Shay was either 18 or 21. I think or, it's
0: 21 because okay. uh, we went to yeah. it was a restaurant that was in a hotel, um, in Scottsdale. And then right after dinner, me and a couple of her other friends went and we went to Mill Avenue and got, oh, her, got her drunk. So that's what you do, that, yeah, that's not right. yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah. I also remember a time when you we went and I couldn't remember if this was a birthday mm-hmm. or if this was a time when she was coming home to visit and we went to the herb box and you were there mm-hmm. and I remember feeling like I finally got to come to an event with my older sister. I'm like in the club.
0: Oh my like, God. Well, I remember that too. Oh, that was really interesting. I think it was a visit right yeah they lived in in Nashville at the time terrible service that's what I
3: remember
0: really bad that was it it has to be that like the the server just never showed like I don't even remember the food (laughs) I don't don't know I feel like we went there to discuss the wedding maybe maybe because it was before the wedding it was a really big group I can't believe that the server never showed because that that would have been a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I don't think I was at this. I don't remember any of this. I just. I don't I,
0: think I was at this anymore. But, uh, maybe you blocked you it out. Thing. I don't, it happens, you know. Yeah. yeah, I did. I think you blocked it out. <laughs> Um, well, like I said, I know you guys are super busy and uh, carving out time to do something like this is um, is probably difficult for both of you, so I really appreciate it. Did either of you want to say anything um, to, to Shay? Well, happy birthday, today. I'm so excited that even though we did
3: not spend a whole lot of birthdays together when we were younger, or at least that Kate and I remember, so sorry about that, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm excited that we get to spend more time together now that we're all... Adults and have kids and we're all living in the same city and I just I love you so much. Yeah, happy birthday. Sorry, that we can't seem to remember any childhood books. I'm sure the is over, all of a sudden we're going to remember all of them and all of these things. But it's, we'll make sure to tell you next time we see you. But
0: well, you'll I'm have sure. to you'll have to listen to the podcast you. to hear the surprise. But I and I, you know what else. Become a fan and put in the comments, like, any of these birthdays, if you remember them. But if they were Shay's, like, personal time to to feel like an only child again. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Oh yeah.
3: <laughs> I, know, I mean, I remember two birthdays ago, I think it was two, not one, when the only thing she wanted was to stay the night at a hotel by herself for her birthday and Richard stayed home with the kids. So that I may remember because I was like, oh, girl, I want to be there, too. That sounds amazing, A Night Without the Kids, and so- now By I herself? Me time, yeah,
0: yeah. That's from a movie. <laughs> That's, <laughs> yes, have you, Uh, it's called Date Night, and it's starring uh, Tina Fey and Steve Carell, and she said that she said that what she wants more than anything in the world is to stay the night in a hotel. She says like, I think about it all the time, escaping and staying in a nice hotel with clean sheets. And she's like, and I'm all by myself and nobody is touching me and I just sit alone and I drink a diet sprite. No, that was literally
3: what happened. She ordered room service, and that's the best night ever.
0: Well, that sounds like a great birthday. I don't even have children. Yeah. That sounds great. <laughs> yes, yeah, I I'll take that. I'll take it too, man. I hope that she has that kind of a day. Thank you both so much uh, for doing this interview. And uh, you guys have a great day too.
1: This precious modernist boutique hotel located in old town Scottsdale and magnet for the elite, the famous, the rich, and the beautiful. Join us for a party at the ultra hip J bar or spend the weekend in a posh suite watching movies on a 42 inch plasma television screen. Enjoy a plate of pasta at the highly rated Fiamma Trattoria restaurant or sleep in one of the gorgeously appointed rooms and know that you're sleeping with the elite. Hey, we won't judge. Arizona's swankiest boutique hotel, located in the gorgeous, historic old town Scottsdale, and home to the only birthday party everyone remembers. The James Hotel. Your glamorous, exclusive experience awaits. Join us.
0: My next guest was another person who was an absolute delight to work with, to interview another very busy person that was able to carve out some random time in the middle of a random day. Again, the sound might be kind of off because I did a lot of this recording outside and it was a very windy day, but I'm so excited for you to hear uh, this next interview. All right, Richard, how you doing?
4: I am I am well, very well.
0: You're in your car. Thanks for having me on. Of course. <laughs> You're in your car. I'm very worried about your safety right now.
4: I am in my car. I promise I will be safe.
0: I don't know. Um, Do you ever get Marco Polo's from Shay? She takes her hands off the wheel like 90% of the time.
4: Yeah, no, it scares me a little bit how much Marco Polo is in the car, but we did install a hands-free Marco Polo.
0: So. It's like, I have that, too. Which I have,
4: as well, see, look.
0: Okay, hands on the wheel, Richard. No, That's, you need that. Um, okay, so you know about the podcast. Um, unlike uh, Terry and Katie and Emily, like, you've probably known about this for quite some time.
4: I, I have. I get podcast recap.
0: Oh, wow. Uh,
4: with yes I get uh tea my favorite my favorite is definitely tea time
1: oh really Uh, (laughs) that's
0: great have you ever listened to one of the episodes
4: I have not listened
0: that's okay I have
4: not listened I feel like I feel like I like I don't want to infringe on Shay's personal territory in that manner it's like such a personal thing I'm like hey I've been listening to your podcast
0: it's fine Uh, well you should know that I do have like maybe nine or ten listeners um i do have (laughs) a weird percentage of teenagers that listen to the podcast i mean it's just out there in space for somebody to listen to and i don't know how to speak to teenagers so um but they well hello teenagers if you're out there don't do drugs (laughs) stay in school (laughs) um okay so this is the birthday episode obviously um, exciting. So actually you and I have a, an interesting uh, take on this because um, you and I have the unique like knowledge of just her as an adult. Yeah. So like, I mean, if you did know her as a child, that would be super weird. And I don't know that the podcast would be the best place to tell that to people. <laughs> <laughs> what, how long, you guys have been together for what, like 20, 30 years?
1: Well, 13, That's I so
4: think, long. uh, <laughs> married for almost 10.
0: Yeah. Um. So, what was the first birthday thing that you guys Um, did together for her? Do you remember? Uh,
4: So, so whereas everyone else has the history of long periods of time where they don't remember because it's been so long ago, I have the like I don't remember things thing going on. So
1: yeah, time uh, is a flat
4: circle. (laughs) I have no idea. The first birthday we celebrated together. I, I I remember. What Shay did for my early birthdays. Okay. But I do not remember what I did for her on her early birthdays. Um, Were you. um,
0: Okay, I know that for me, she always did a birthday with a theme. Like, all of the presents would be like, I've done this fashion theme or I've done this brunch theme. And it's like a whole thing. We'll talk about that later. But uh, were you already, like, you know, a party to that sort of a that sort of a thing with her? She did that for me. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. What was her first birthday yeah. for you? Uh,
4: the first one that I remember was I, I just kept going places and having presents appear uh, <laughs> in different places.
0: So it was like uh, a scavenger so hunt?
4: No, it wasn't a scavenger hunt. Uh, and, I, and I can't remember all the details. I distinctly remember getting home after a long day and thinking that like, wow. So I woke up in the morning, she had gotten lobster rolls shipped in from New England, uh, and so I got to have lobster rolls. She had a coffee mug shipped out to all of my family members oh my gosh. who wrote notes on the coffee mug and then shipped it back for my birthday. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> so I had this coffee mug with these lobster rolls uh and then uh, that was the beginning of the day she bought me some beer I remember maybe got shipped in from somewhere I can't remember exactly what that was yeah and then we went through like our birthday day and I was like man what an amazing birthday and I got home and she had bought me this doesn't sound that exciting a pot a uh la oven. dutch Dutch oven. oven yeah yeah. Now, I've seen uh, it. You had it
0: on display it. in your apartment out here, right? Yeah. It was in your yeah. built-in.
4: Orange, like, kind of bright, like flame orange. Um, it doesn't sound so exciting yeah, she,
0: to me, but I know that it's very exciting to you.
4: It is very exciting <laughs> to me, it was. But that's not me celebrating her birthday. I, I, I remember a birthday early on. I don't know if it was the first one, but it was early on uh, where we went out to this restaurant, uh, with a bunch of friends, um, that is no longer open, uh, and she would remember the name of it. Noka. Noka. Yeah. yeah, you were there.
0: Yeah, I was there. That was a big night.
4: <laughs> that was a big night, and that was early on. I feel like.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Uh, so that, that was that was one of the first ones that I remember. Um, I think we went back there maybe a year or two later uh, okay. and celebrated another birthday. Uh, but I could be just mixing up times. But we ended up getting a ride from the owner elliot back to our hotel we were staying at the uh the Gosh, phoenician I,
1: oh
0: it's like ooh the phoenician you know with their yeah, giant the phoenician, brunch. yeah yeah we were
4: young and doing it up and we thought we were so cool
0: you guys are always so fancy that that's a lot of pressure for you though can you remember any of the birthday parties that or birthday things that you did for her
4: I mean, the one that I remember, I mean, there's a few that I remember for sure recently. Like, okay. her 30th birthday, uh, was a big one. I remember, like, we we hung out with friends, um, we stayed at the Omni, like, you know, we we got a hotel for the night. This was the Pinewood Social, that was mm-hmm. Shay's 30th birthday.
0: Oh my god! Uh, she got the cupcake?
4: So... Yeah, the cupcake in, yeah. in bed yeah. at the Omni. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: We went to Pinewood Social, uh, and the lights went out, didn't they?
4: The lights went out while we were bowling, and <laughs> there was some slipping and falling when running out onto the... Uh, and then we went out for karaoke.
0: Yeah, that was a mistake.
4: <laughs> that was probably a mistake. Uh, but what I don't think most people remember about that birthday, that I remember very well about that birthday, is so we went back to the hotel, uh, and we were drunk. And it was not awesome. Uh, And we ended up, this is the story's not going where you think it might be going.
0: Yeah, no, Uh, I I was like, hey, man, you're live if this is what you want to talk about.
4: (laughs) (laughs) No, we, uh, it was like, I don't know, 2.30 in the morning, and we got hungry, and Shay's like, let's order room service. But we were really drunk and not feeling awesome, so Shay's like, I'm going to get in the shower. So, we we get in the shower, and we're showering, and we get room service delivered, and we're in the shower when it comes, because that's a good idea. Right. Um, Oh, dear. So, I I jump out, towel on, get the room service, bring it into the bathroom, put it on the floor, outside the shower, and we lay, like, half in the shower, half out, eating, like, the worst chicken tenders uh, in the world. That's the
0: drunkest story I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) But it was such a
4: good memory of just like you know like that was probably the last that was probably the last like real drunk birthday hurrah that we've had you
0: know yeah you can't really do that anymore i mean you guys have kids but also like being hung over now is like it wasn't really good now. then and
4: it's certainly not it just, good now. just keeps
0: getting worse isn't getting old a treat um but you have uh created or or looked up an an entree for the birthday episode so i'm going to leave that to you
4: this this is uh, a very specific to shay's birthday uh in that early on which early on we would go to this uh, place called the farm at south mountain uh and we still try to go there on her birthday when it is feasible uh just you know getting out for breakfast with the kids for a birthday is not always Perfect scenario, but we try to do it still. There's a restaurant there called the Morning Glory Cafe. Okay. Uh, and once a year, if she can do it, she orders this breakfast Monte Cristo sandwich. Oh hell! What is <laughs> a huge sandwich covered in maple syrup and a fried egg and melted Gruyere, and it's just decadent and heavy and delicious and so unlike anything that Shay would normally eat and like the first time we got it she picked it up with her two hands <laughs> and just like got after it like no knife no fork just got after it with her hands and I remember thinking to myself like I love this girl oh
0: my god this that is, is a- classic cool girl behavior right there oh
4: it's super cool girl behavior yeah. and it worked it totally worked I was just like oh okay Uh um, so my recipe uh, is the Morning Glory Cafe Monte Cristo sandwich. So, what you need to do, uh, you need to get yourself some good brioche bread, uh, and like this is kind of hard to find because a lot of brioche is too soft for this. Uh, it needs to be like a denser uh, brioche. If you are in Phoenix, fine. I'm gonna say noble noble brioche. Uh, you're gonna slice that, and you're gonna slice it. An inch thick, like a good, thick slice thick of brioche. Um, yeah. Set it aside. Uh, even if you do it the night before, let it kind of dry out a little bit. If you can't do that, maybe put it in the oven, toast it off, dry it out for a little bit at, like, 250 degrees for 10 minutes because you want it to soak up all the goodness that we're about to make here in a bowl. All right, then you're going to crack four eggs in a bowl. You're going to mix it with... Three quarters of a cup of whole milk, uh, a dash of cinnamon, a pinch of salt. We're gonna do two tablespoons of sugar and a tablespoon of brown sugar.
0: Ooh, the brown sugar—that's vanilla. That's key.
4: Yeah, yeah, that is that is that is key.
0: Yeah,
4: uh, get a little bit like that, like darker caramelization flavor in there. Absolutely. Um, okay, so that's that's our wet. That's the wet ingredients. We are gonna mix that up. Uh, until it's thoroughly mixed, and we're going to take our dry bread, our dry brioche, and we are going to dump that mixture over top of it until uh, it absorbs in there. I would let it sit for at least two minutes. It's breakfast, right? It's got to be reasonably quick.
0: Right. Uh,
4: which is why you slice the bread the night before. Right. But anyway. Uh, so, heat a cast iron skillet, medium heat, let it get, like, warm, hot, but... Not scalding. Uh, Take the brioche out, cook it on both sides until it is golden brown and delicious. Uh, GBT! You want to go not. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Don't go super,
4: super high heat because you want it to cook through and you want it that, like, you don't want it to be all wet and gooey and gross on the inside. Yeah. Uh, um, And if it's a thick piece, like, it's going to take a minute. So you might might need to, to just. Go a little bit lower heat than you would expect to normally. You got that? Set it aside. If you want to keep it warm while you're doing the rest of the stuff, throw it in the oven. Then you're gonna slice some Gruyere cheese, or buy sliced. Like, let's be honest. Like, like you said, who has time for that in the morning? Right. Get right. some greer cheese. You're gonna get uh, two more eggs, and you're gonna get some like black forest ham from like Boar's Head black forest ham. Great.
0: Absolutely. Get some good ham. Boar's Head is also key. Yeah. It's always better.
4: <laughs> uh, you're gonna cook your eggs, right? Put them in a pan, over easy eggs. So cook some over two over easy eggs, but like, if you want to do a Shay style, it need to be truly over easy because you do not want the yolk to be set. Like Shay loves the runny yolk. Right? Cause she's, cause so she's in still, that pan, right. you're gonna cook your two eggs. While they're cooking, like right after you flip them, throw in some ham, mm-hmm. maybe like two ounces or. Two or three slices of ham and heat that up so it's not cold. You're gonna take a slice of Gruyere and you're gonna put it on one piece of bread that you've already the the toasted
0: bread, right?
4: And another piece on the other, so you've got like bread, bread with each a slice of Gruyere on top of that. Then you're gonna put the ham on the one side and the eggs on the other side, gotcha. and you're gonna close that sandwich and put it on a plate that has like a rim. Okay, it's important that it has a rim. <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: Because the next part is <laughs> dumping like a full half a cup of maple syrup over the top of this thing. It's gotta be good so maple syrup, sitting.
0: right? It can't be like Yeah, I mean it's not Jemima. We're not, not no, not not log cabin, not right.
4: like maple flavored syrup. Legit maple syrup. Yeah. <laughs> and like a half a cup, I'm not joking, like do not skimp on the maple syrup. This is not a light sandwich. You're not trying to be healthy. You dump (laughs) the maple syrup on top, so it is sitting in a pool of maple syrup on the plate. Yeah. And you have your finished Monte Cristo sandwich ready to eat. Uh, As long as you're only eating it once a year. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Uh, And
4: then, yeah, that's it. Cut it in half. uh, And you have the morning Glory Cafe Monte Cristo sandwich, and it is ridiculously good.
0: Do you ever watch the show The Best Thing I Ever Ate?
2: Yeah, yeah. That's what that just yes, was. Yes, yes Like, yes.
0: that's what that just was. Legit. And if you were on the show right now doing this interview, they would have just, like, popped in with, like, a plate on a stick, and you'd be like, oh, my gosh, is uh. this the sandwich? Like, <laughs> they're always so surprised.
4: <laughs> like, I feel with, like... like the, isn't there, like a, like, a white background? It's, like, very, like, nondescript in the background when they're yeah. talking, and then...
0: Yeah. yeah. And it would uh, be, I like... I I haven't seen that in so long. Uh but no, that was what that reminded me of. No, that was awesome and uh that that was a perfect entree so nice job. Did you already know how to do that, or were you did you like kind of create your own recipe?
4: no, that is uh, i mean it's not that difficult of a recipe to to look at and say like oh this is this is how you make
0: that gotcha so that's right? like. I mean,
4: like French toast. I make. I used to make a lot of French toast.
0: French toast is dope. What do you I'm use? Good. Do you use brioche or do you use challah?
4: I usually use challah. Fuck
0: yeah. Absolutely, yeah, challah uh, is best. Um,
4: but for this <laughs> sandwich, they use brioche. Yeah. So you got to go with what they.
0: The, yes. No. Exactly. Even though it's in Scottsdale, you would think that they throw a little, throw a little love on a Jewish deli. But you know what? I'm not mad about it. <laughs> that sounds amazing. So you were talking about the kind of stuff that Shay has done for you. Um, I, yeah. Wait a minute, before we go into that, I remember a very, and I don't know if this was your birthday or your anniversary, that you took her to Las Vegas to see Elton John and stayed in like a super oh. nice hotel. Is that a birthday?
3: That is a birthday, okay, yeah, see. good with that one.
0: Yeah, yeah, was that a surprise?
4: Yes, it was a surprise. Um, she had no idea? <laughs> yeah. No, she didn't know until we until I got the tickets. Like, I got the tickets. Well, it's funny how things come back to you.
1: Um,
4: yeah. Uh, I bought the tickets. She had always said she wanted to see Alan John. Um, and he was doing his thing in Vegas. And I, was, I bought tickets. And I was like, hey, happy birthday. Like, that was the birthday gift. And then... You know, it wasn't exactly on her birthday that we went, but right. um, it was a little bit later, and ended up being a very memorable uh, trip to Vegas and like,
0: well, so right. many good
4: memories from. Yeah, I'm awesome. just really
0: glad you guys didn't get married there. Like, I think that there was a part of me that was like, please, 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 don't come back married. In fact, I might have actually said that. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought you would. I mean, not really, because it's like not really her. Like, obviously, she's an event planner. I. I keep telling her that, like, if she ever leaves restaurants, she needs to be a wedding planner. I think that, that I think that she'd be stellar at it, and and it would be like, I think a dream job <laughs>
4: for her. No, I, she would crush that job. I mean, anything that involves detailed planning and organization and thinking uh, ahead, yeah, uh, she does amazing with.
0: So she's been like that, like throughout your whole relationship. Like you met her. Like, when she was, like, already peak Shay? (laughs) She
4: she is still peaking, Jen. Okay,
0: well, you know what I meant. Like... (laughs) (laughs)
4: Uh, She was already in full Shay form when we first met.
0: Uh,
4: Yeah, I mean, I think she has gotten... Her form has improved over the last, you know, 13 years in a lot of ways, but...
0: was Was that, like, a little joke about her body was that what that <laughs> oh, it was not super uh, inappropriate this is children listen to this podcast <laughs> um, I will keep my
4: thoughts
0: to myself. <laughs> um, okay so you have been able to surprise Shay because obviously if you got those tickets for Elton John you live together then so that was my next question have you ever been able to surprise her
4: yeah, yeah I surprised her a few times with gifts yeah. Um, for a birthday. I, you know, I think, I don't know. I've never surprised her with a surprise party. That's really difficult.
0: Nobody's been able to do yeah, that. Yeah,
4: I just, no, I, I haven't. I think that uh, actually, this will be a surprise for her.
0: Yes, it will be. Yeah. It's a lot of fun yeah. because she has actually texted me during this interview um but uh no i actually her friends when she was like like a a sophomore in college or something threw her a surprise party and um they threw her off the scent by throwing her a really terrible birthday party in like a park in like a bad neighborhood and like everybody brought her like garbage presents and one of them gave her like a phoenix sun scrunchie and she was like oh this is great like thank you guys and then like the rest of us were waiting back at the apartment. So she came in and she was just like, oh, thank God. Like, I really thought that was my birthday. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, but no, nobody else has been able to do that. Like, that's like a, I guess you're the only one. I mean, I I think that um, I have been able to do more surprises, but that's because we have a long distance friendship. So anything that happens basically is a surprise, unless I Marco Polo heard yeah. about it.
1: Um
0: yeah, man, like you're the only one. So you've obviously got the skills. Um do you have any memories of like the most awe-inspiring birthday that she's planned for you? Like obviously that first one already was like I can't even. I have one that I'm thinking of, no, but
4: my 30th was my 30th birthday was like will never be topped by anyone in the history of birthdays. What um, remind so- me yeah, so uh Shay was traveling a lot for work, like a lot. Uh she was doing these rollouts for the restaurants and she wasn't home a lot and it you know, it was my thirtieth birthday, but I didn't really like expect much. Um, but thirty days before my birthday, I walked into work, uh and there was a gift for me on the desk at work. And I was like, What is this? Like, well, I wasn't even thinking about my birthday at this point.
0: Yeah, it was course. thirty days before. Right.
4: Uh, and there was a note with the gift, and it basically said, "Like, hey, like, I know I'm not going to be around a lot the next month, but um, you know, I want to celebrate your thirtieth birthday, and for the next thirty days, you will be getting a gift that represents, you know, what happened on your birth year thirty years ago." And so she had found thirty gifts that were, you know, from 1983, like Axe deodorant, right? Like made in 1983. Hang on, really?
0: I thought Axe deodorant was like created in the early aughts by like douchebags with flat brown That's wild. (laughs) 1983. That's crazy.
4: You know, I got a book. Um, I think *Pet Cemetery was written in 1983, so I read that. Nice. Um, I mean, there was—I mean, obviously, 30 things, bottles of wine, uh, just all these different cool things. But like, it wasn't about the gifts necessarily. It was about the fact that she was gone, yeah, out of town, and she had planned all of these different people in my life to somehow randomly give gifts to me throughout, like. I would walk into, like, a coffee shop, and someone would be like, oh, here's your gift. Oh, that's so And it would be like, what? That's so Like, that crazy. kind of thing, right? Like, yeah. And I'm like, how is that even possible? I got <laughs> in my car one day, like, after work, and there was a gift sitting in my car. A random person that I had never met before walked up to me in the restaurant and gave me a gift when I was working in the middle of a shift. Um, and it was just left and right for 30 days. Now, she was home for some of those times. Like, she wasn't gone the entire time.
2: Yeah.
4: Uh, but the amount of planning and energy, like, I cannot fathom what into, went into it. And so that was, like, amazing, right? Like, That's amazing enough.
0: epic, yeah.
4: The day of my 30th birthday, we went over to a friend's house. She had made, like, three of my favorite dishes from when I was young. Like, my mom's recipes. She had gotten from my mom, made these things. But the kicker is my favorite ice cream, which is made only in Michigan and, like, incredibly hard to find. They don't make it anywhere else. It's called Bumpy Cake and Cream. The stuff is ridiculously good. Uh, she had, while she was working in Indianapolis, driven up to Michigan, bought a bunch of this ice cream, packed it in ice, driven it back home, and so after, like, all of that, after the day, after the birthday, after dinner, she cracks open the bumpy bumpy cake and cream ice cream that I haven't had for years that I have been wanting and talking about, and she had literally driven to Michigan, <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: and I had no idea.
0: This is, I mean... Yeah. Come on now. That's incredible. The only thing that I knew about in that whole thing was the ice cream because I was part of that adventure. And that was actually the birthday that I was thinking of when I said I can think of one, but I can't. And I didn't even know about the 30 days. (laughs) Like, that's insane. I guess my, my other question about that is, like, have you ever have you ever failed? on like a planning like like event even if it's not a birthday have you ever just like failed miserably and just been like oh all right i gotta call this one
4: i mean yes probably (laughs) i mean there's been a lot of ideas that i've had that just didn't work out that like she never knew i even had ideas about that's dope okay um maybe on one of her birthdays it might not have been a birthday but we went to like go pick apples in like tennessee like i found this apple orchard or something yeah and like there were no apples because it was April. You know, like.
0: <laughs> no, that's definitely a fall experience. I don't. <laughs> uh,
4: and like, you would think that, like, I would, you know, be aware of these things, and I'm, like, I really would, Richard. Actually, <laughs> uh, but that that it, it it may sound it might have been like, you know, in not her birthday I can't remember but I can remember that being like a thing that I planned and like had this idea and it was going to be so cool and then like epically failed and like <laughs> a number of times I have taken her to things that have just been closed like nope nope they're not open it's a Monday they're not open on
0: oh, man. well hey I want to thank you for taking the time in your car and, and being safe and driving uh, for doing this interview um, is there anything you want to say to Shay now that she knows that you did an interview with me <laughs>
3: So,
4: happy birthday babe. I love you so much. I hope that you've had a wonderful birthday at this point. Uh, I don't know when you're going to be listening to this, but uh, I I'm, I'm sure the rest of the podcast was super fun. And Jen, I you know, thank you for doing this cuz it's awesome and you're awesome and Aww. I know Shay is going to and certainly loves all of the podcasts that you have done for thus far.
0: Well, we have a unique, uh, like, symbiotic relationship because I require immediate validation and she gives me immediate validation. <laughs> <laughs> so it works out. It's, it, it works out perfectly. Um, okay, I'm going to stop awesome. recording. It's fresh and pain, hot.
1: Here comes Jen with the tea she's got.
0: Okay, so for tea time today, you just have me. And here's the thing. I know that this is an episode about your birthday for sure. And listen, we're here for it. We love it. But like, it's kind of looking like maybe this is going to be released closer to my birthday. Unfortunately, no, really, I'd be absolutely happy if there was no birthday for me this year. But so this tea time is going to be something that's a little bit more of an interest to me. Uh, But um, I think that you're going to be pretty interested in it. It's 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 kind of wild. So um, let's get started. I know that you don't really have a lot of time to watch reality TV. Um, I, I wish that I didn't, but I, I for some reason, I just can't stop. And we all know that my addiction started with Vanderpump Rules. So Vanderpump Rules is a television show, obviously, that is uh, based in California. And it kind of circles around these employees of a restaurant um, that is owned by Lisa Vanderpump and her husband, Ken Vanderpump. And we love it. We love it, love it, love to see it. Now, Lisa Vanderpump got her start, well, obviously as a restaurateur, but uh, as a member of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Now, the reason why I mentioned that is because that was my gateway drug to watching Real Housewives. So about two years ago, a new franchise of the Real Housewives, you know, we have all different, you know, cities where the Real Housewives (laughs) exist. We have, um, uh, obviously, New York, uh, New Jersey, the Real Housewives of Orange County, the Real Housewives of the Potomac of Dallas, and not you know, in two years ago we got the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Now, those of us who uh, live in the Southwest were very excited to see you know what the the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City were going to bring to us. Were we going to finally see you know Mormonism <laughs> on the forefront on like you know on television? Crazy enough, we actually did. Um, th- it wasn't as, um, I don't want to say truthful, but you know, it wasn't as you would expect Mormonism to come to the forefront. Uh, these women drink, these women, you know, they they swear, they wear sexy clothes, like those are not the Mormons that we're used to. But one polarizing character, one woman who immediately came on the show, and was just like, oh, you know, uh, she's just such an interesting person, uh, was a woman named uh, Jen Shaw. Jen Shaw is Polynesian, I think she's in her 50s. She's, you know she's beautiful, but she definitely has a face that looks like it's been worked on. You know what I mean? Like, you know how people can still be very attractive, but you're just sort of like, Oh, you know, there's been many, many knives and things in your face. Like for sure. Uh, she has that look. She's gorgeous, gorgeous body. She's obviously, uh, she used to model, I think. Now, uh, a little bit of the, uh, here, hang on. I'm looking for that information. A little bit of the information about, uh, about Jen Shaw is that Unlike the other housewives, no, here's the thing it's called the real housewives. So, if, um, when you're watching it, you're watching it to see the wives of very rich people. And typically, that's what you have. Lisa Vanderpump, for example, did not become a restaurateur until she married her husband, Ken. Um, before that, she was a model in London. Uh, and, uh, there's Erica Jane, also from Beverly Hills, who actually, I think her story might be. One of my favorites, she was a cocktail waitress at just like a super, you know, shwanky steakhouse. And uh, that's where she met her husband, who's like 60 years older than her. Um, they were, they've been together for like 20 years and she's just you know i i'd say probably one of the more interesting housewives now a lot of the women have been able to uh create some sort of entrepreneurship as a direct result of their fame from the housewives you know like bethany frankel for example with skinny girl drinks you know skinny girl margaritas and all of that but you know it's not always like that a lot of times these women um you know are are rich because of their husbands and that's why the names of the show are real housewives and not real i don't know lady entrepreneurs um but jen shaw is different her husband used to be like uh he used to play for the university of utah he was a star athlete um and then he got a neck injury which sounds absolutely terrible uh and had to stop playing uh football so he decided that he wanted to be a lawyer um and i think that he was a pretty successful attorney for 10 years Um, during that time he was also announcing for a local espn affiliate for college games Um, you know, but now he's just, I mean, I don't want to say just now he's a very successful attorney. So, so there is money there. Jen Shaw, on the other hand, has a lot of different, she has her hands in just like, a lot of different pots. She has like Jen Shaw Beauty, like J S X, Jen uh, Shaw Lashes. Um, she she just has like a bunch of different places where um, you know where her entrepreneurship is is just bringing her in money, just hand over fist. And it, it actually seemed like um, she was just rich you know, like she just like had been successful, probably being backed by her husband's money or maybe her family's money. It was never really clear. Um, she kind of uh, like launched herself into infamy because she took she had a dress that was made out of uh, signs for Joe Biden, like lawn signs and the dress was made. And she posed in that and it was like, OK, girl, I see you. Right. Because in Salt Lake City, you wouldn't expect anybody not to be a Trump supporter. Right. So uh, the fact that she posed for that was just like a big moment uh, for these housewives. And it just kind of launched her into infamy. But then in uh, March of this year, which was last month, we found out that Jen Shaw had been arrested and indicted on charges of uh, money laundering and fraud. So a lot of times with like all of these cases with the housewives, you know, there's just like, you're never really sure what's going on there. Teresa, for example, from uh, The Real Housewives of New Jersey, her and her husband, well, look, it was always shady from the get, you know, Uh, they, they always just did things in cash. And it wasn't like, oh, you know, here's 20 bucks. Like there's an episode where Teresa goes into a furniture store, picks out a bunch of furniture for some room in her house and pays for it in cash. And it's like $11,000. And she just whips out a stack of cash and starts counting it to the to the cashier. It's really kind of wild. So when they were indicted, it was like, yeah, they're they're really, you know, and there were always some sort of speculations about Jen Shaw because it was like she has money. She has like eight assistants and they're all in the show. And it's like, why? Why does she have that? How? Like, where is her money coming from? From her like little startup businesses with her lashes? Like, how is she this like multi multi millionaire? So when these charges came out, it was like, oh, oh, she's into something shady, but it was really unclear. You know, it was like, um, you know, was it like, like a white collar crime, you know, was it like, you know, one of those things where she's like taking money from investors and just like putting it into her pocket instead of re, uh, you know, reinvesting it. Um, she didn't appear to be in finance. She just was this sort of like entrepreneur that like did stuff for herself. But, um, so, you know, it it was just really, really unclear. Well, (laughs) earlier in this month, it looks like, uh, she was, you know, we kind of found out what she was doing. And it's actually quite shocking. Um, In a later episode, I'd really like to deep dive into um, like, like scammers, you know, the people who send you those text messages or call you and tell you that your social security number is gonna get you arrested or something like that. But basically that's what Jen Shaw was doing. She was getting leads on phone numbers. Basically those phone numbers would be telemarketers, you know. She's getting leads on people who answer their phone. And most of those people were vulnerable, working class, and most of the time, elderly. And she was getting them to donate to causes that didn't exist, like a veterans fund, you know, just something that she, that that her company would create a shell organization for and get just strangers who who may have been in dire streets to donate money to. So... Now you know she has tons of money because the businesses that she has the genshaw beauty the j s x the genshaw lashes all of those are covers those are fronts those are you know where she's laundering the money. From these shell organizations where she is stealing money from old people. I cannot imagine anything more disgusting, honestly, because a lot of these phone numbers are going right into like assisted living facilities. You know, old people that are, you know, they're able to sort of like, you know, get around on their own and kind of have their own life and play bingo and stuff, but they're not living, you know, they're not living in their houses. Or if they are, they're not really, you know, they're not really, I don't know, paranoid enough. You know how, like, old people will still have their phone number, like, in the white pages? I can't even imagine having all my info out like that. So it's really, really messed up. She was indicted, but, and you would think, like, honestly, with this, like, wide-ranging telemarketing scheme that just, like, defrauded hundreds of victims throughout the U.S. I mean, honestly, it, it was, like, I don't know, like, they, they just, they had so much traffic, it's, it's, it's insane. You would think that with something like that, that um, immediately after like her indictment that she would not be back on television. But we also found out in March that they've already begun filming the next season of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. So I I personally, um, and this is just one of those things, I, it's the schadenfreude, I'm, I'm very much, uh, I, I was enjoying the downfall of this one person. She's obviously evil, evil, so evil that it should be called evil, like the fruits of the devil. But there she is. She's back on television. So obviously the rich always prosper. It's kind of messed up, but I'm really looking forward to seeing how the other housewives (laughs) treat her. Um, but uh, there you go. That's the story of uh the super gross housewife from Salt Lake City Jen Shaw, somebody who I am not excited to be sharing a name with.
1: and, that's
0: and that, my friend. Is your birthday episode? Listen, this is the part where I have to do all of my thank yous, and this one is so sincere. It was an absolute joy to talk to all of your people and find out stories that I may not have known before and just get to hear like the love in their voices when they talk about you. Honestly, this was, like I said, a labor of love, but it was so much fun to get involved in. Of course, I have to thank everybody that was able to work with me. Of course, Terry, Katie, Emily, Richard, you guys were awesome and amazing and it was so much fun to talk to you um i have to Honestly, thank the owner of my bar because I absolutely did a couple of interviews right there in the restaurant. Um, you know, Us Weekly, <laughs> Bravo, The Vulture, all the people that I got the information uh, for, uh, the, the Jen Shaw, The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. But honestly, I have to thank you. Now, I know that there are a couple of listeners and probably some new listeners this week. Um, and listen, I, I, I love this. I'm so happy to have you. You're welcome to stay. But the podcast is for Shay. So, I hope that you don't feel too left out. Happy birthday. My love, my best friend, the, the, the center of my universe. Well, one of them. Um, and I hope you had a wonderful day.
1: Goodbye.